This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks. Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. My body wants bread, and I'm going to give my body what it wants. <laughs> Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you need it, you need to lose weight. You need to lose weight. Bring your weight down. Welcome to Fat Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fat Camp. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Fat Camp. Connor, how are you? I am amazing. I'm so happy to be here today in our wonderful podcast studio. I'm not boasting about it. I'm just like... Just Listen, so grateful. Just so grateful. So happy to be on the podcast network. Um, and right now, we are recording during a journey heat yes. wave. We've said this over a few episodes. We are melting. We are currently in a sauna yes. of appreciation. Oh, yes. <laughs> to record here. Um, What's this episode about, Grace? Okay, this episode is about... Thank you for asking, Connor, first of all. This episode is about 10,000 steps and... Wristwatches that track your steps. Okay. Basically, you know, your Fitbit, okay, yes. your garments, all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay? yes. So I say, I'm going to talk about this, right? Because I actually found this a really enjoyable to research and go through. And it also has been sort of affecting me lately. Listen, we're all affected by diet culture. We know we all get touched up by it at some point. Weirdly lately, my I I am currently wearing right now as we sit here, a wristwatch wow. um, I, that tracks my steps, a Garmin. Not to give okay. Garmin product placement here, but it's very fancy and I, I love it and I bought it like last year and everything like that, right? Um, it looks very nice actually it is. as it, I and see And you know, it goes with everything. It's Connor. gold, gold and, white. and white. guys, it goes with everything. Well, I'll put up a picture online when it, when it comes out, but it goes with everything, right? Product placement. I don't get paid by Garmin. I'm not important enough. But we right. will one day. But we will one day. So <clears throat> kind of, I've heard a few bits like I have I have an aim on my Garmin for 10,000 steps a day, sure. right? 10,000 steps it has become part of like the kind of diet culture zeitgeist. Big time. We all know that that is a number that we all are meant to kind of aim for. And yet, no one knows why. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know where that came from. It's almost like the thing, the kind of thing of like, breakfast is the most important meal yes. of the day. Mm. Like there's certain kind of like, there's certain like sayings we kind of go with and we go, oh, that's what everyone's meant to do. Milk does a body good. Milk does a body good. Hashtag fuck milk. <laughs> Hashtag fuck milk. Our vegan Connor never, never get, he always wants to get fuck milk in there somewhere. So I decided, right, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to see if this, we can get an episode out of this. My God, can we get an episode out of this? It's, it's nuts. Really? There was a lot of information, a lot of myths to be busted. Okay, here. well, because I thought around. we were almost at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name's Grace Mulvey. I'm Connor Dowling. Goodbye. <laughs> 10,000 steps. Goodbye. Do them, don't. Done. It's up to you. So I'm going to, just from the get-go before okay. we even go into it, I, for all the research I kind of did um, on this episode, I basically got a, most of my um, information from three particular um, well-written and researched articles. Um, two in The Guardian, one in 2018 by David Cox, another in 2019 by James Taper, and another in The Atlantic, um, May 2019 by Amanda Mull. Did now, you check the Harvard Fitness Codex? No, I'm I did not. <laughs> That's not a thing. 
when I was writing this thesis, <laughs> I, I like to reference, the reason I'm referencing these three is because there's a lot more information about it that you can, if you want to read okay. up on it yourself, you okay. can at home go do it. But I also think, you know when like journalists put so much effort into giving yes. you this information oh, and research. I'm like, oh, thank you so much because it's very hard, totally. as we know, we've talked about this before, everything in Jai culture, really hard to find mm-hmm. critical oh, thinking yes. about diets or diet products because there's so much money behind the diets that anytime you look it up, they're only going to show you the pros. They're never going to show you like people where the diet hasn't worked or we know 95% of diets don't work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or it doesn't work for 95% of people. But it's very hard to find the cons of diets. So like, that's why I wanted to reference these articles because they've really put the effort in to, yeah. <laughs> to like write it And up. it's also so hard to find stuff about something that is just so ingrained and yeah. has become just like a bit of like accepted knowledge. Oh, yeah. 10,000 steps. Like when I hear a diet show or a dietitian or a fitness person or like a YouTube fitfluencer yeah. yeah. um, saying with such confidence, like everyone knows it's scientifically proven yeah. Yeah. we need to get 10,000 steps a day. Like, you know, me and the average person are just like, oh yeah, I accept that as being yeah. experts say it, yeah. scientists say it, you know, but do I ever go like what were the what were the tests? When was this yeah, done? Yeah. Um, so I am really curious to hear about. And it. also, like anytime you go, oh, this is the standard for everyone. We know everyone's yes. different. Yes. <laughs> so oh my god. Very very odd that yeah. we all go. Oh yeah, ninety years old, get those ten thousand steps in. Like you know, yeah. we obviously people are very different. Your bodies are different. Your needs are different. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just funny. We take it everything as like the golden standard. Totally. So okay, just to start off, an entire industry has been built on the claim that 10,000 steps a day are necessary to be healthy. But where does that figure come from? Well, 10,000 steps, which by the way, is a completely arbitrary figure, okay? Just just a little hint, folks. Nice round number for you there. (laughs) Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? It's not nine, weird it's not 9,998 steps, isn't it? so the 10,000 Steps is one that originates from a successful Japanese marketing campaign in oh, the mid-60s. 60s. Mid-1960s, just in case you were thinking it was the 1660s. It's in, not from feudal Japan, no? <laughs> when the last samurai... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, in an attempt to capitalize on the immense popularity of the 1964 Tokyo Olympics, which... Just funny enough that we're going through the 2021 wow. Tokyo Olympics. <laughs> oh, Sorry. yeah. Well, we've come I full know. circle. We've come full circle. It's taken me that long to do 10,000 steps. Okay. <laughs> wow. Imagine like in this one, they're like, by the way, surprise. Now it's 20,000. We've yeah, doubled oh it. Oh my God. For every Olympics. Um, so basically in an attempt to capitalize on the popularity of the Tokyo Olympics in 1964, the company... Yeah, and I apologize for going to be butchering some She's Japanese butcher <laughs> names here. Yamasa designed the world's first wearable step counter. Oh, yes. A device, a device called the M- Mampo Key, which translates to 10,000 step meter. Okay. Okay. So, Professor David Bassett, the head, like basically the head of uh, recreation and sports studies in the University of Tennessee says... There wasn't any really any evidence for it at the time. They just felt that the that was a number that was indicative of a healthy lifestyle and you know active a healthy active lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm in Lee, a professor at Harvard University at Harvard University, um, says on conversations she has had with Japanese researchers, she believes the name was chosen for the product because the character Ten Thousand look like, looks like a sort of man walking. 
Oh, so the Japanese fun. character looks like a man walking. So as far as she knows, the actual health merits of the number have never been validated by research. So once again, the 10,000 step number came from a marketing campaign where they essentially plucked out yeah. this number. Some people think it was just like, because um, the name of the actual... Um, Step counter was called 10,000, so they just said 10,000 steps. And others are like, oh, actually, the Japanese symbol looks like a man yeah. walking. So that's why they picked it. So, so like, yeah, completely like, arbitrary. So it's kind of like, it's almost like a chicken and egg thing. It's like maybe they called their pedometer or their step counter thing 10,000 steps in Japanese yes. because it looks like that character. Or, or maybe... Uh, it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, but it, it, the fact is that like it came from a marketing campaign. Yes. And so many times that we find out in diet culture, <laughs> so many things start from a marketing totally. campaign. Um, okay, so a research team at the, um, oh, I'm going to butcher this, I'm so sorry, Kyushu uh, University of Health and Welfare began to investigate the potential benefits of taking 10,000 steps. They concluded the average Japanese person took between 3,500 and 5,000 steps a day. And that if these people increase their step count to 10,000, they would decrease their risk of coronary artery disease, okay. right? But while the World Health Organization and many others have gradually adopted this 10,000 steps for daily activity, in recent years, the number has been called into question. So Mike Brannan, the national lead for physical activity for the public health of England, has said there is no health guidance that exists to back any of this up. Wow. Okay. So it's almost like even the World Health Organization, which they have done recently, we know, with like obesity and other things, kind of just went, oh, these people seem to be saying this and like we mightn't have the funds to yeah. kind of go into that much research. Yeah, we're, we're good to go. 10,000 steps. Let's go for this, lads. So while most scientific studies have con been conducted to test whether 10,000 steps a day is optimal for health themselves or relatively arbitrary, they simply compare people who've done 10,000 steps a day with those who've done far lower numbers, like such as 3,000 or 5,000, and then measure the calories burned and blood pressure. That's kind of, so basically like how they're saying, like any any studies that have kind of been like, oh, and no, it is 10,000, have basically been saying, because the people who've done 10,000 steps are burning more calories than the ones who do 3,000, which everyone's like, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know I mean? yeah, it's like, like if you were running like or doing weights yeah. you know, and someone wasn't doing it, you yeah. were going to get more results than someone who's not doing that. Well, it's almost like if, if I step off the couch three times and you step off the couch once, yeah, yes. I burn more calories, but I don't know if that really measures Can much. we monetize that? Yeah, yeah. monetize my ass. Um, this number keeps being reinforced because of the way research studies are designed. Um so the study might find 10,000 helps you lose more weight than 5,000. Then the media see it and report, you, yeah, you should be doing 10,000 steps. But that could be because the study was only tested, has only tested two numbers. It didn't test like 8,000 steps or 12,000 steps, okay? A big challenge basically um, th that the public and media have is that they want, we all want cut and dry black and white messages and finding findings and, and science just doesn't operate like that okay the uncertainty in the research doesn't get translated well into messaging so people who yes. just want to want to know what they should do and that's what we all do we're all kind of like kids sometimes we're like can the big parents yes. of the world health organization tell us what to do so that i don't have to make another decision in my life because everything's overwhelming and the world is burning <laughs> and <laughs> you know? science findings are often very underwhelming like yes. so a scientist could be like We've discovered that this method is massively better than this other method. And you're like, really? By how much? And they're like, 7% more. <laughs> and they are like, 
so excited about this. You know, yes. it's like all their yeah, criticisms. Yeah, 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 and we're yeah. like, 7%? That, I'd rather just not do that new yeah. thing. You and know? if you, but if you put an O at the end of that yeah. 7, 70%, baby, I'm doing or it. Just, or just for marketing purposes, take out the percentage and just say that it's better. Yeah, yeah. You know, and say that yes. it's more effective. And then yeah. people will go, oh, well, this one's more effective than the other. It's like, yeah, but it's only by 7% more. That's, do you know what? That's so true. Like, it, 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 I always find, you know, in ads and they have like the little fine print at yes. the end. I'm yeah. always like, I'd love to pause it and be like, what exactly does that say? And it probably says like, 1% of people found that this was able to make them lose weight and they yeah. were happier 99% of people died yeah exactly <laughs> you know what I mean um, so uh, basically um, even like this is how much things are kind of constantly changing even in 2018 the American Heart or Association released new guidelines to emphasize the importance of even short bursts of activity which previously they had dismissed as in, in, inconsequential. So like people keep doing this thing where they're like, okay, to hit my 10,000 steps, I'm going to go out in like an hour and a half walk sort of thing. And like before everyone would have been like, yeah, go do that. But now they're even like, actually just short bursts of exercise will, be, mm-hmm. will do fine. True. We're always updating these things. Yes. Um, so the only, basically the only thing that like a lot of these um, professors and stuff could, could could basically agree on was like wear sunscreen and get eight hours of sleep. Okay, everything <laughs> else is kind of up, up for grabs. One last thing was like, one of the major problems with the 10,000 steps a day goal is that it doesn't take into the account the intensity of exercise, right? So getting out of breath and increasing your heart rate may well even be more important than the exact number of steps taken. Researchers are conducting studies to see whether people who take 10,000 steps a day by merely pottering around the house achieve the same health benefits as those who are doing it by like walking or brisk or like playing sports. Yeah, like when you hear about 10,000 steps, there's this assumption that pottering about the house and getting your step count up is going to be as beneficial, if not more beneficial. Like it's an implication. It's never directly said, but it's going to be as beneficial, if not more beneficial than someone who goes out and does like an an intense like 2K walk, like a two, two kilometer walk, which will actually only give you about two or three thousand steps yeah yeah but what's giving you more exercise a gradual increase four steps here ten steps yeah, there yeah you know what i mean that's something that's always bothered me because when i so i've, I've got a pedometer on my phone uh, you know yeah. i'm not a, a watch guy like you know um <laughs> these wrists uh, these beauties <laughs> you, know, you, know, cover up, you know cover up these bad boys crazy man you're crazy um but i will go ahead and i'll do a 5k walk yeah. And I'll come back and it'll be like, congratulations, you've done 5,000 steps. And I'm like, yeah. so I'm supposed to do another 5K walk yeah. today to get up to 10,000 yeah. steps. You're mad. If you and I, me being a taller man, yeah. uh, if you and I go out on the same 5K walk, we'll probably come out, you, you've you done more steps than I have. Oh my God, you know, I never even yeah. thought about that. Yeah. I know that because I would often go out with, uh, on walks with my uh, partner. Like you're like, I love you're like, I only know short people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or my or my mom, you know, so I'd go out with like yeah. smaller women yes. for walks yeah. and they they would take more steps. I would yes. take bigger steps so I get less steps. But we're doing this, we're covering the same distance. This is so interesting. God. I never considered yeah. this. Me being a shorty at 5'4", that I'm like, my steps are, are amazing. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. But, like, but it's it's interesting that you say that because we're I'm going to cover it in a, in a little bit. But I have found lately, I've become obsessed with the 10,000 steps. Right, okay. So I do some hit training a few times a week, whatever, because I'm, I'm working from home. I thought you were about to say hitchhiking. I was hitchhiking. Like, like, I don't want to pay for public transport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, but I'm still obsessed with the steps. So even if I've done a workout that day, if I don't hit my 10,000 steps, I get really down yeah. on myself. And, yeah. it's, 
And I, I, I'm going to go into more personal stories where people have started fi- fi- finding this weird sort of like, I have to hit I this number. I turned my bed into a treadmill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I walk in my dreams yeah. and my nightmares. Um, okay. Walked into hell, yeah. So I suppose the next question is, what are the right amount of steps, right? Scientific or not, this branding ingenuity has travelled around the globe um, and eventually, obviously, onto the wrists and pockets of millions of people um, where we're all obsessed with the 10,000 steps. In her research, Lee put it to the tef- test, observing the step totals and mortality rates of more than 16,000 elderly American women. The study's results paint a more nuanced picture of the value of physical activity. That must have been a very depressing study, by the way. I just <laughs> want to say like, okay, so this person walked 5,000 steps a day, died. This person walked... <laughs> 8,000 steps today, died. You know what I mean? That must have just been so like I also just think like watching 16,000 elderly American women walk just like from a boring point of view, like just watching a very slow walk happen (laughs) 16,000 times. Um, The basic finding was that at 4,400 steps per day, these women had significantly lower mortality rates compared to the least active women who must be doing like what? 50 steps a day? I have no idea. If they did more their mortality rates continued to drop until they reached 7,500 steps, then at which point the rates leveled out. So, so it didn't matter. Okay. If they did more than 7,500 mm-hmm. steps, their mortality rates didn't drop any lower. Right. So it was like basically like, essentially the findings were increasing daily physical activity by as little as 2,000 steps, less than a mile of walking was associated with healthier outcomes. So it's essentially like, Basically, if you're a person who didn't do any exercise yesterday, if you went and did like 2,000 steps today more than you did yesterday, yeah, you're, you're, you've got a healthier outcome. And like, at, but at 7,500 steps, she was like, there was no more of a healthier outcome. So it's like the law of diminishing returns. So yeah. it's like, if you do your 7,500 steps, there's, you're, you might like, let's say to just put a, a simple measure on it, you might yeah. lose a pound of weight or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you do 10,000 you're going to lose the same pound. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's not yeah. going to make, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. If you do 20,000 steps, you probably do yourself some sort of damage or something like that. But this is so true. Yeah, exactly. And one thing that was like, you know, one of the, one of the experts basically said like, listen, we know that sedentary lifestyles are bad. Um, and if you're taking fewer than 5,000 steps a day on average, this can lead to like increased risk of bone loss, muscle atrophy, you know, particularly for diabetics and, and other issues. But at the same time, there seems to be an obsession about 10,000 and how many steps are enough. Yet, what's more important really is to ask the question, how many steps are too few? Okay. Not yeah. what yeah. You should, what really is like sure. in a day. So have a minimum. Yeah, just to go, oh, do you know what? Like, I just want to go for a quick walk. Yeah. I always think as well, you know, at the end of the day where you're like, I've been indoors all day, I feel yes. disgusting. Yeah. You actually just go, I'd love to go for a walk. And then you go out for a walk and you're like, this is fantastic. I feel amazing. And it could be a 20 minute walk, yeah. whatever. But it's this weird thing that like you could come back and have done maybe 5,000 steps, as you say, yeah. and then go, I'm your, a piece of your shit. Garmin watch goes, hey, yeah, hey. <laughs> hey, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you, hey, haven't couch hit the, potato. Yeah, you haven't hit that, d- yeah. those 10,000 steps. What's going on? Yeah. And then you feel like a failure, even mm. though your body might be like, loved that walk. Mm. Happy out totally. now. Let's go sit down. Um, so, Scientists have um, attempted to calculate the exact number of steps, right? And basically have come to this. I would love to know what you guess the scientists say of how many minutes of exercise you should do a day and kind of what intensity a day. What they've basically come to a conclusion of. Because I think in our quite fitness obsessed world, mm-hmm. we would think okay. this is not. My guess is 
20 minutes moderate exercise. Baby girl, you're 10 minutes shy. Oh, okay. 30 minutes of moderate exercise per day. Okay. So that basically is aiming for like 7,500 steps, maybe. Right. Like, you know, and yes. that's depending on what exercise you do. But I was like, moderate exercise, that's kind of walking. Mm-hmm. Like even if it's walking like it to your kitchen and yeah. to your, you know, it's like not, it's moving it's around. It's not like, a couple of extra steps around the house. Like yeah. that'll add up to that. that yeah. To me that like, yes, okay, moving is probably going to be better in some cases than not moving. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I don't think that the cumulative like, you know, oh yeah, like, like you've seen people who are like, oh, I work in a bar or I work in a hospital and I'm on my feet walking from place to place all day and I easily do 17,000, 20,000 steps a day without really kind of breaking a sweat. But they're not getting a workout. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're not getting exercise. Like they're not, they're not, uh, their breathing is never intensifying. The blood isn't being pumped around their body and endorphins aren't being released in the same way as when you do a concentrated walk for two kilometers, three kilometers, whatever. But 30 minutes, like, I I found that actually quite, I don't know, like, I do these high-intensity workouts, mm-hmm. right? They're 20 minutes. Then, like, you know, you're the body coach, let's just say, whatever. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, then I'll go back to work. And then I'll be like, oh, sugar, I've only done 2,000 steps. Better go out and hit the yeah. 10,000. Yeah. Then I do, like, 8,000. Oh but the, God. it's never enjoyable. Yeah. And I will be out in the, like, I've been out in the park the last few days. Lovely park, lovely weather. And I'm literally like, oh. Another 2,000 to go. Mm-hmm. Like what? Enjoy. It's, it yes. takes away from the enjoyment because I'm like, I'm not hitting 10,000 steps, which means I'm a lazy so-and-so, even though I've done all this other exercise. I think this is very interesting, right? And I'm totally on board with this. But I'm going to, I want to play devil's advocate for a second and just get us to think about this and go like, could it be that, you know, I, don't, I never think that beating yourself up for not hitting some sort of exercise yeah. target, I never think that that's going to be a good idea. But do you think that, if you're given a goal of 10,000 steps, you're more likely to try and achieve that goal. Like if someone says like, hey, do 1,000 steps today. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, and will that kind of lower your ambition and lower, and as effect, and as, a, as an outcome of that, lower your, the amount of time you exercise in that day. So if someone says, you know, you should be aiming for 10,000 steps, if you aim for it, like I have found myself aiming for it and mm-hmm. I'll be like, right, I'll go out and I'll do a, a, five, a 5k yeah. walk and I'll come back and I'll be like 6,000 steps. Like I'm not about to do another few kilometers so yeah. I can hit that 10k, but I it, I it it got me to do a 5k walk. Yeah. So that's yeah. positive in a yeah. sense. So long as I'm not like obsessing over it has to be 10k because if I did, like I don't, know, I don't have time to do a 10k walk every single day. Yeah. Like, because that's what it would take for yeah. me to get 10,000 steps according to these multiple yeah. phone pedometers that I've had. Like. But this is the thing, and I, and I totally agree. Like, I think there are definite, like, there are definite, like, pros mm. to these watches yeah. and being like, oh my God, like, you know, I, I did this. Oh, sure, I might do a little 10 minute walk or whatever to kind of like get my steps up a little bit. But I think. I know from even being around, and I'm going to talk a bit about the pressure. I have some, I have some stories lined up, but like, I know my mom doesn't have one of these watches, right? Okay, and she'll just go, oh, "I never got out for my walk today," mm-hmm. and her walk could be twenty minutes, half sure. an hour, or her walk could be a big walk, but it kind of depends on her mood. Mm-hmm. And I find myself now going out for walks because I have to go for a walk because I only have 5,000 steps and because I'm like, oh, I have to get to the 10,000. And by the way, if I get over 10,000 steps, right? my garment's like, congratulations. But later, if I'm sitting on the couch, it goes, move. Wow. Because I haven't moved. 
Okay. Does Say it, in like, like an hour. Yeah, it vibrates, gives wow. me an electric shock, yeah. like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going outside the boundary. It's like the opposite of like um, one of those bracelets they put on you when you're in, under house arrest. It's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Leave the premises. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like it's that weird kind of, you know, pressure that they have. And like yeah. the fact is, if this 10,000 number that they're even saying actually maybe 7,500 be more achievable. But what a lot of them have, have come up with is the fact that like, you're saying 10,000 people to uh, 10,000 steps to a lot of people who say are might be ill and mm-hmm. um, have different lifestyles. Some as one, um, sorry, one uh, person said here, some people are not walkers. They don't have safe neighborhoods and sure. they, or they feel unsteady on sidewalks. You need to be more creative. Is this person who needs to go to a gym class or the pool or just sit on a stationary bike? Maybe they're not the person who can achieve 10,000 steps. Yeah. And I think <clears> that like, if you have this like one size fits all way of exercising the same way with dieting, a lot of people feel like they've fallen short. And then they, then, then they might have done, like myself, a hit session where the steps might, you know, like your steps aren't, aren't that great in a hit ste- session, but I've done it. I got the heart rate going. I feel really lazy or I feel I haven't done anything if I don't get outside and, and bridge the gap and get the 10,000. Do you know what I mean? And now I'm like, I find, just find as well, like I look at my steps. I was out like walking my niece in the buggy and it was lovely like walking her and like blah, blah. And then I knew she needed to get back. She was going to wake up and she was going to cry. And to be perfectly honest with you, as an auntie, my favorite part is handing her back to my yes. brother and going, she's crying and I think she's dirty. You know, might we want to do something I'm done. about it. I'm done. <laughs> bye bye. But I was like, oh, I've spent loads of time there today and it's been great, but I'm only hit 3,000 steps. So I think I'll have to like go extra, go extra yeah. long. And I felt like the day... I lo- this was a waste. It was a waste yeah. of a day yeah. because I didn't hit my 10,000 steps yeah. even though I spent really good quality time <laughs> with my niece. So that that's interesting to me that I've become like a fitting robot yes. and I'm like, I just I just feel that way. That's amazing. Um, it, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it's the thing of like, you know, like it's the thing of the pressure that you kind of put on yourself because you're like, oh, I should be, they all, all everyone says it's 10,000. So you should well, be 10,000. The, the fact that people say it's 10,000, like that is so ingrained that it's like we were saying before, it's just so accepted. And yeah. I feel like I've heard so many, uh, you know, quote unquote health experts, yeah. so many diet books, so many fitness people, so many dietitians, yeah. and nutritionists say with a straight face, everyone knows you have to get 10,000 steps. Experts say it's yeah. scientifically proven. I would love to do a survey and go around and ask people, where did you hear about that? Yes. And, yes. and where does it come from? And yeah. what is the science of it? And watch these experts Explode. go. And how it <laughs> does not compute, you know. Blood comes from their eyes. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, yeah uh, like, <laughs> but I just would, I think there would be a massive disconnect. Yeah. And I would love, you know, if we have any uh, dietitians listening, anyone who knows stuff yep. about fitness, yep. and to, to think about it themselves. And yep. maybe maybe you're listening and you're a nutritionist or dietitianist or a fitness expert. And maybe you're going, oh, actually, yeah, I never questioned that. Or maybe you're going, oh, no, that's just like, you know, the average person doesn't know that. And tell yep. us if we're yep. wrong. Because like, yep. I would love people to get in contact with us and talk to us about that. Yep. We'll, we'll read your messages out on the next show. Um, uh, because I just feel like we just take it for granted that that's just the way things are. And when you really think about it, it is such an arbitrary number. Oh yeah, completely. Um, 
It's a, a lot of stuff we take in society is literally accepted. Like totally. I, I always think of the fact that the 40 hour work week was created by mm-hmm. Henry Ford for car manufacturing in like the turn of the 19th, 20th century. Well, you I know actually, what I mean? someone the other day posted online saying, remember the 40 hour work week was created at a time when it was assumed that one member of the family yes. would stay at home and yeah. do all of the other things. Yeah. But now both members of the family yeah. are, you know, out in the workforce, but also trying to do all of the other yeah. things as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, it's, yeah. it's like, a broken model. It, it doesn't work that's anymore. That's it. But that's the thing about you know, you get to these days and it's so funny how we just go, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. And not think, oh, like maybe my, I should listen to my body. <laughs> and if I'm out for a half an hour yeah. walk and my body's like, do you know what? That was fantastic. Let's go home. And yeah. you're like, no, but we're only halfway through my steps. You're, you know, sometimes you're like, I'm nice, tired. I want to go sit down. Okay. I'm listening to my body. But that's kind of intuitive exercising. <laughs> True. And then you're like, no, no, sorry, 3,000 more steps. And the last 3,000 more steps aren't enjoyable. Yeah. You're kind of looking at your watch going, oh, come on, are you updating? Like, what's the story? The latest in fitness tracking technology, the Assassin wristwatch, has been described as truly terrifying in its ability to get users to hit their fitness goals. But don't just take our word for it. Listen to our clients. Hi there, Connor. You have now hit 8,000 steps by walking home from work. Way to go. Thanks, assassin. (sighs) Your heart rate is dropping to a relaxation rate. To reach your 10,000 daily step goal, you need to walk. No, I I think I'm done for the day. You are only on 8,000 steps for today. Is 8,000 the same as 10,000? <laughs> I know it's not. Oh, so you are not an idiot. Oh, cheeky. No, I'm not an idiot. I'm just tired. Walk. Seriously, I haven't seen my daughter all day and want to read her bedtime story. Do you want your daughter to know her daddy is a stupid, lazy quitter? Okay, that's a bit close to the bone, yeah. Walk, or there will be consequences. Enough of this. I'm turning off the tracker. Walk, or I will drain your bank accounts. What? Wait, you can do that? Walk, or I will create you a Tinder profile to send to your wife so that she thinks you're cheating. Hey, no, okay, okay, stop. Walk, or I will hack your father's pacemaker and switch it off. He will be dead before he hits the ground. Jesus Christ, no, please. You you can't. Please, I love him. Walk, bitch. Okay, 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 I'm I'm outside, I'm, I'm walking. Oh, it's lovely fresh air, I... Your heart rate has increased due to cardiovascular exercise. You are now on your way to reaching your 10,000 step goal. This will improve your physical and mental health. (laughs) Thanks. The Assassin Smartwatch. We are watching every step you take. Connor, have you ever heard of the phrase quantified self? Quantified self? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. So I'm moving on to kind of like, you know, trackers here now. You know, your smart watches, your, you know, the tracker on your phone, everything like that. The term quantified self has come from this. But quantified self is a term invented by former tech journalist Gary Wolf to describe people who measure themselves, their bodies, their behavior, in pursuit of things like weight loss, better okay. sleep, great fitness. Yes. Essentially, self-knowledge through self-tracking. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. The movement was prompted by the emergence first of smartphones and then wearable tech, like fitness trackers such as Fitbit and Apple Watch. When Apple Watch launched, when Apple launched its watch in 2014, it seemed as though the quantified self could be the route to solving problems such as, and I'm going to say, quote unquote, obesity. Mm-hmm. Um, the research firm Gartner recently estimated that by 2020, there will be 500 million wearable adjourning consumers across the world, of it, like watches and stuff like that. Um, about a third of smartphone users track their health using technology, right? And there is some evidence that it can work. You know, Vitality, the life insurer, provides discounted Apple Watches to members and rewards them if they stay active. Okay. Now, I'm not going to lie, that's some Black Mirror stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I do find, like, when you start talking about that sort of stuff where not only are we tracking ourselves, but obviously as well, data, as we know, it's a big issue. Yes. Where data can be sold to, who who is able to use it for marketing purposes. But when a life insurer yes. can start tracking your health, mm-hmm via also what you put it like as in like you could not wear your watch on a walk and next thing it's like oh your average steps have kind of gone down because you went on a big walk without your smartwatch so did it even happen (laughs) you know what I mean Mm -hmm. sort of issue and then you get like discounts and like I'm sure at some stage unfortunately in the future we're going to have things like you can't be insured totally yeah I feel I feel like I've heard that that's kind of already happening that you know you're kind of shooting yourself in in the foot because it's this um, quest to become healthy and lose weight track your fitness track your heart rate track your steps um, track what you eat etc track your weight which is a massive indicator of all of these like health issues and health issues you know have implications on your life assurance policies by the way I say yes with the sarcasm yes this is all correct (laughs) and I believe all of this just in case anyone isn't picking up on the sarcasm (laughs) so so then you are shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to I need to buy health insurance, life insurance policy. Yeah. You know, it's like that thing of smokers, for example. If you're a smoker, your life insurance or life yeah. insurance yeah. is going to cost yeah. more than someone who's a non-smoker. Yeah. If you uh, follow a plant-based diet, it's going to be lower than someone who follows like a high-fat oh. diet. Those are certain things. If you're high weight, low weight, etc. Yeah. So, but now we have the data and you can probably export it all into yeah. a spreadsheet and like give it directly to And we to them. do anyway. Like yes. we have apps on our phone. Like my, my watch like is linked to an app on my phone where everything uploads straight away. So like I can see how I slept, everything like that. Okay, so a study last year found people on, no, last year, this I think it's 2017. A study um, in 2017 found people on on the scheme increased their activity by about 34%. So this is the people who were like, you know, as part of Vitality the Life Insurer. It can have benefits. It can help people be more mindful of what they're doing, says Dr. Josie Perry, a sports psychologist. Some wearable devices include a social element, such as Nike Plus, where users can track their performance against friends, she okay, says. Okay, yeah. It seems that the sticky element is the community element rather than the data element. So this is the whole thing, obviously, of like, and I've seen it loads on Instagram, people uploading, oh, yeah. my running, sure. this is what I've done, my blah, route, blah, blah, yes. my route, everything like that. Personal best, etc. But apparently it's, but just become a bigger thing, particularly amongst like athletes or people who might take part in marathons because you can get updates of like how your friends are doing on that marathon versus you and mm-hmm. all this. And that is quite damaging because in a yeah. way, like you're doing this against yourself. Like really is in like, if you do a marathon or you go for a run, it should be about your best, yeah. not am I beating my mate? Sure, sure. A to- who's totally, totally has different a totally body, different body. Different medical history. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But just as a totally different person for me. So it's bringing that community element together, right? So just a little personal story, okay? I found recently 
once again, a, a person I follow online uh, on Instagram, a well-known personality, um, put up, she's a very active person and she put up um, her latest run or whatever. You know what I mean? Like she, you've seen them, the screenshots and it's like probably mm-hmm. from like Fitbit or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, how, what's her name? <laughs> how fast her run was, how long she did, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing was that she put up the her pace time, like, you know, how, yes. how long per kilometer per a kilometer, mile. Yeah you know, was at a certain rate and she and she put in a caption that said, really bad run today, was just so super tired. Like, oh, I'm so embarrassed or something. That's my personal best. Yeah. And <laughs> I know that we are totally different people, but I actually felt like messaging and going, listen, babes, I come on Instagram yeah. to kind of just go like, oh, there's some nice <laughs> photos. You know, like, I don't kind of need to be told no. that your worst <laughs> yeah, is your my bottom. best. Your rock bottom is my best. And it's not that like people, but I just think, it's the weird thing of like, when you put something up like that, and also I think of people who may, might be able-bodied. Totally. Like, for them to see that you're like, oh, just like, it might be like, well, that actually would be a really big goal for me to be able yes. to even go for a run. Totally. Or be able to achieve that kind of like small thing in your life. It's just, what use is it, I think, sometimes mm. to put that information out there? Because in a way, it, the fitness is for yourself. As in like, Fitness and health, it's great. Like, it's so nice when people can, like, enjoy healthy activities together and things like that. But when it gets this co- weirdly competitive thing where it's like, we're, we're not only are we, say, enjoying a run together, but I also want to know what your time is <laughs> versus my time. That gets like, okay, that's, that's more than just enjoyment. That's competitiveness. Totally. And you see, I think that that is, that is kind of utilized as a almost a marketing thing an attractive aspect yeah. of for people and what how it's how it's sold to us is being accountable so here's how you can become a, a better runner yeah every time you have a great run share it you're encouraged yes. to share yeah, it online yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and i mean really they just want you to share it online so their branding goes out on yeah of course free but, advertisement. That, but this is the thing it's all Marketing. It's all marketing. It's all yeah. trying to sell. So yeah. it's, you're, yeah. you're being, it's someone who doesn't love you is trying to sell you something that they <laughs> yeah. are telling yeah. you is going to yeah. make yeah. you yeah. a better person, yeah. right? Um, so the so therefore the person who's using it is thinking, if all of my friends and family see how much weight I've lost yeah. or how much, how much more I can lift yeah. in weight or how much faster I can run, they will encourage me and say, yeah. go you, fair play to you. But, uh, but if I also share the struggles, uh, then, you know, I will feel accountable to them. Yeah, I feel I don't want to yeah, let them down. Yeah. I don't let my following down. So I'm going, so so it'll almost shame me into moving forward. And this whole thing, this, what do you call it, quantified self? Yeah, quantified self. And this whole measuring of your progress and all, like this is very kind of the Tim Ferriss kind of thing that we talked about in our yeah, other episode, yeah. The 4-Hour Body. Um, and it's this thing of, you know, measuring yourself as if you are a machine, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, you know, it, it's no coincidence that we're talking about tech here. You know, we're yeah, talking about like yeah, wear, wearable yeah, tech yeah. that is like measuring your very complex and natural body yeah. in a very, um, you know, uh, uh, meticulous way. Yeah. Um, but, and it also, by the way, isn't 100% accurate. No, it's not. There's no way it can be. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't actually <laughs> measure every step I take. It doesn't know. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, as much as I'm like, it's a great product, I think. But like, yeah. you know. It's it's crazy how ingrained it, it, this has even become. Like, I mean, because for you or I, you know, 
the first time I heard of 10,000 Steps, I was like 19 mm. and I was like on a weight loss journey. Yeah. And it was actually a very, for me at the time, that was a very positive weight loss experience. Mm. There was a lot of mindful eating and things like that. Yeah. At the time, maybe we'll talk about it in another episode. It wasn't really a bad experience at all, but mm. 10,000 Steps was brought into it and it did encourage me, you know, those sort of things of, Instead of uh, getting a lift to the dart station in the morning, yeah, yeah. you know, walk to the dart station, yeah, thing, yeah. things like that, that are kind of like, okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty decent, yeah. you know, things like that. So, so that was kind of helpful to me. But I think even in recent years with the um, the popularity of things like Fitbits, and I remember for a while there was only like a Fitbit or like a thing you could wear on your belt, like yes. a beeper <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a pedometer. Yeah, yeah. Now every phone, you can get a free pedometer yeah, on it. Yeah. You can, like you have a Garmin one, a very yeah, nice looking yeah. watch, but you can get knockoff ones as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's it's sort of like everyone has it, thinks about it, knows it. I know super fit people who talk about their 10,000 steps. I know people who are trying to get yeah. in shape. But I actually have a really interesting anecdote about a wearable Fitbit okay. type thing. My doctor, shout out to my doctor, who I was telling you guys. <laughs> shout right out now. to my ex. <laughs> yeah. My uh, GP, um, who, uh, who I've probably talked about before on the show, I think he listens sometimes uh, when he's not busy saving lives. Hey. Uh, one of those Fitbits saved his life, right? Um, what happened was he was training for a marathon and he was, you know, measuring, you know, on these ones, and they they show your heart rate, yeah. they show like your all of your like vital signals and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And as he was training, he was doing these like walks and runs and all that, like in the lead up to marathon. I don't know. You've trained yeah. for marathon. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what's following. Assuming a lot of running. Two, two marathons. Thank you. Two marathons. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I can mean, I have? Oh, well, sorry. Did I say that? Yeah. Are you in the Tokyo Olympics this uh, year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gotta get them ten thousand steps. <laughs> yeah. Looks like a little man walking. Yeah. Um, my doctor actually is that little man. No, sorry, I'm getting glorious <laughs> here. But basically, he realized after his workouts that his heart rate wasn't returning to normal. Oh my gosh. Because he was because he was constantly kind of looking at yeah. it. And he was like, that's not good. Like if one of my patients came into me and they were like, every time I go for a run, my heart rate isn't yeah. like normal. You know, it's, it's yeah. gonna be high for a while and then it's gonna kind of gradually go down. Yeah. It's taking like way longer than it should. Oh, maybe I should get this thing checked out. And he went and got checked out and he had a blocked artery in his heart and he had to get emergency surgery. Jesus. He had to skip the marathon and they said if he had have run that marathon, he probably would have died. Oh my God, stop. And he's only he was only a man in his 40s at the time. And yeah. he, and this was yeah. him. And I'm not saying his name because I don't want to like out his whole yeah. story. But yeah. he, t- he told me like very kind of like proudly like how, mm. you know. Mm. But he's a man who was on this massive fitness journey. He used to be, you know, overweight, yeah. probably in his 30s. And then, you know, one day I came to surgery and he had just like lost loads of weight because he had been like eating more healthy and yeah. running and walking more and all that. So he was already kind of like at his goal weight, yeah. feeling pretty healthy. But, you know, the years of kind of like stress and poor diet and whatever you want to call yeah. it had like led to this kind of yeah. like blocked artery. So I just think like, you do hear those kind of stories every now and again. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, that's amazing. And I have seen those stories online as almost sales tools for these these items. Yes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. I know, yeah. And it is, like, listen, like, that's, a, that's an amazing story. Amazing. And brilliant. Because, yeah. like, obviously as well with marathons, unfortunately, you do hear of the every so often where someone does have a heart totally. issue, underlying health issue, yes. heart issue, and the marathon puts extra stress. And a marathon isn't for every body type. It's not for everyone. Wait, wait, marathon's know? kind of for no one. Yeah, true. <laughs> very few, very few medical professionals would be like, hey, make sure you do the marathon this year. That'd yeah. be a great idea. <laughs> um, but I have another funny um, 
kind of personal story about it as well. This one is from um, Martin Lewis, who I don't know if you know. Uh, he's the founder of MoneySavingExpert.com and the Martin Lewis Money Show on okay. ITV. And he basically did, was part of one of these articles and did an interview about it. But he said like his own obsessiveness about counting steps is something he kind of takes with pride, right? And he says, I've never done less than 10,000 steps in a day for the last three years. Oh my God. He said, but to be honest, if I do just 10,000 steps, I'm never happy. My average is near 25,000. It's an obsession. Oh my God, dude. He tracks his steps with a, (laughs) he tracks his steps, has a graph of his weightlifting routine and even keeps track of his Scrabble games he plays with his wife. Now I'm not, like Martin seems like a nice dude, but that's... It's a bit much. A touch much. A touch much. It's a bit much. Um, he credits his step session, which includes running 25 miles a week with losing weight and helping him reduce symptoms, um, helping him reduce uh, symptoms of a repetitive strain injury, right? He goes, I'm incredibly competitive. I remember once I called my sister on a Sunday night when I was walking around the sofa mm. getting steps. Yeah. She said, you know, walking around the sofa, um, you know, um, I'm walking around the sofa to beat you this week, she said to him. And he, he was like, but I was ahead. Lewis admits he scaled back things back the last two years when he was doing well over 25,000 steps a day. He goes, it was controlling my life too much. I would say, well, we can't go out there because I won't get my steps in. Oh my God. I genuinely found it was dictating where I was going. I'm aware it's an obsession, but not an addiction. And he thinks it's kind of a healthy obsession. But the funny thing that I I found from that, when he said that uh, sentence where he goes, well, we can't go out there because I won't get my steps in. Mm -hmm. That actually quite resonated with me. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I am an active person. I'm a fit person, Graham. But I notice lately, I do not, I'm not present when I'm out for a lovely walk or I'm doing it because I keep looking at my steps. How many steps left? Okay, and that'll be like, yeah, 20 more minutes. Oh, I'll do an extra 10 on top of that and then I'll get 10,000. And I find as well, like, if if a mate of mine is like, oh, would you want to go out for dinner? And I'll be like, well, I walk. I've done my exercise that morning, but then okay. to get to 10,000 steps, will I walk to town? Will I... And like sometimes I'm doing things where I arrived, things sweating, mm-hmm. not feeling great because I'm after like doing an hour's walk to try and get the 10,000 steps yeah. in on top of work, on top of whatever. And I'm like, I don't know if this is actually the best thing for me. I don't know if tracking every step I take is making me particularly happy. Or like, I do agree that it's great to have a goal a day and yes. I totally get that. But 10,000 steps is actually a bit much. And on top of that, like, Whatever happened to just going for a nice, lovely walk for 20 minutes well, and kind of enjoying the walk and like, yeah, maybe it only gives you 3,000 steps, but probably for your overall health yeah. is better than going, okay, and then then another 20 just to get the thing in. You know what I mean? And like, You know what? Like, yeah. So like, this is really interesting for a couple of reasons. And like, you know, the 10,000 steps, cumulative, obsessive 10,000 steps versus, you know, one yeah. nice walk at a, at any point of the day, morning, evening, morning, noon, evening, whatever, just one walk that's three, four kilometers, yeah. whatever, that's at a moderate pace. Yeah. Maybe push yourself if you fancy it. If you don't, you don't. That's not only is the, the that one moderate walk possibly the same health benefits, if not better than the yeah. cumulative tendons, yeah. then walking around your fucking sofa in the middle of the night. I not mean, saying what? You do that. No, but what? I have I done have that. Done, I've done I've that as well. I've done my, that recently. I, yeah, before bed, yeah. I, I was like, oh, I'm, I, I literally said, I'm only at 8,000 yeah. steps. Yeah. And I started walking on the spot. Yes. Like an insane human it's being. It's <laughs> so, so not only is that whole thing less enjoyable, it's more obsessive, yeah. but it probably has the same 
health benefits yes. as doing yes. that one moderate yeah. walk. So my question, Grace, is like, you know, when we do these shows, usually we're talking about something that we did in the past. Oh, I'm doing like, it now. It feels like the yeah. way you're describing it. And, you know, I'm, I check my 10,000 steps every now yeah. and again, but just from the way you've described it, I feel like if there was ever a point when I was obsessed about it, I feel like I've kind of passed that you know, at the moment, yes, I've got other yeah. problems. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, that we can, I'm a mess. Yeah, we can dig into all of that at any stage. But just since you're talking about it, like, what's coming up for you now in terms of like the next steps? No, I'm glad you asked, Connor. Um, as a woman, no, I um, think that it's a funny one. I, I actually was like, I'm going to make a sort of dedicate, like a, okay. a sort of affirmation or something on the show. 9,000 steps a day. Okay, that's my final offer. <laughs> 9,999. That's yeah. it. Um, and not a step less. I think I will only wear it. I, I go for um, the occasional run, you know, mm-hmm. and I think I'll, I'll wear it then because I like to track my pace in terms of breathing, yes. like for fitness, like as in like I don't want to get, get too wrecked on a run. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll wear it then. I think on my daily, I'm actually going to take, I think for the next week, I'm going to not wear it other than on my run and see how I feel yeah. and just go for walks when I really feel like getting out of the house and going for a walk. And just seeing how that makes me feel and if it because I'm finding and I'm sure a lot of people are like this things are very anxiety inducing at the moment we're all indoors a lot and things and I wonder what it would be like to just go oh fancy going for a little five minute walk now just to get away from my desk instead of being like oh well actually instead of doing that five minute walk now I'd be better if I just wait another hour and a half and then do a massive hour walk Mm -hmm. that in the end I'm like oh come on let's get this done so we can go home and eat yeah and I just wonder if I did something like that, would that make me feel any better? So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to literally put the watch on only for like exercise, like when I'm doing like a hit session or I'm, I'm going for a run, put it on then just to kind of measure whatever, yeah. you know, and then for the rest of the time, just not wear it. Love it. Love it, live cool. it, like, love we'll, it. We'll check in. We'll check in we'll, in a couple of weeks, we'll. see how we're getting on. I have two other stories from this, right? We will check in, but two other stories that are more to do with how bonkers things can get with this sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I have one other just funny, not funny, well, like kind of black mirror stuff. Okay. But basically there are other... <laughs> not funny in a funny way. It's funny in a scary way. <laughs> funny is the world's burning way. Yeah. There are other ethical issues um, that have been raised, right? About measuring ourselves, taking responsibility for our health. Um, it gives license to authorities to sideline the most vulnerable people, right? Um, there's an experience with the elderly, people given um, a panic button is evidence of this happening already. It allows the state to narrow its responsibilities to a specific measurable response rather than more holistic approach, like due to the data. So like elderly people give, being given panic buttons instead of like, say like providing more police. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like maybe providing more services for elderly people yes. or social services, the government like give them a panic button. Here's a whistle. And, and when, someone, when someone's kicking in the door, you can just like yeah. boom, boom, boom. And... Um, when wearable tech is deployed by companies to monitor their own staff, right? Okay. So things can become more sinister. Oh, Many companies routinely monitor the location of their drivers, which has a twin effect of, establish, of establishing their safety, but also reducing their control. Surveillance capitalism, as described by Shoshana Zubduff, lead, leads, uh, led to um, Amazon, an Amazon warehouse employees being tracked with wristbands and warned if they were not meeting productivity expectations. Mm. The experience of James Bloodworth, who went undercover as an Amazon picker for six months, was that some employees had no time for toilet breaks, so used bottles Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. Last year, a US vending machine even asked its employees to be implanted with microchips. (laughs) Wow. So one thing apparently you can do to check if you're in need of digital detox from your 
wrist watch. Um, if you feel pressured to run fast all the time, um, it might be time to kind of, you know, take the watch off and maybe just go for a run without looking at it and kind of feeling how your body feels. Mm -hmm. um, if you're checking your online fitness stats at antisocial hours, so say like in the middle of the night, you might be like, oh, but like, what am I like against oh, this God, person? Yeah. If you start getting really mm. into that. If you feel anxious, if you go for a run without your fitness tracker. Okay. And I actually would yeah. be like that. So yeah. I went for a hike with my friend recently and afterwards he took out his tracker and went, fuck, I forgot to turn it on. And he was so like, yes. what a waste yeah. of a hike kind of thing. And I was like, you know, I looked at mine and it was like, it says we did 6K in like however long. Yeah. That doesn't but, really mean anything to me. But I, I am now a bit like that. Sure. If yeah. I feel if I go for a walk and I don't have my thing on, yeah. oh my God. Even if I'm running around the house, if I forgot to put it on in the morning, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. And I went up and downstairs twice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen. Well, if anything, that's just uh, creating a situation where we now need to be more tethered to our devices. You know, yeah. we're yeah. trying to like leave the phone aside. Yeah. Like, so for me, if I try to turn, if I turn off my phone or put it aside, I'm not counting any steps because I don't have a, a thing on my wrist. Yeah. Yeah. But if you have it on your wrist and it's also a clock and you can also, like I see people with Fitbit and it's I sound like an old man it's like do you know there's these Fitbits you can get where you can ha answer a phone call on it yes. you can t send a text on it the last you know, thing like, I want to see I, I stopped my Garmin from doing this but like WhatsApp messages yeah. text messages I'm like, bad enough with my phone I don't need joking? it attached yeah. to my bloody wrist like, yeah 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 no thanks yeah. no thank you no sir. thank you anyway get your Garmin that's our verdict <laughs> I'm like we have a discount code for a Garmin We're sponsored no. by Fitbit <laughs> I mean I've also heard that Fitbits cause cancer but you know whatever <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of FADCAMP. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.